Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks podcast. I'm Aaron here, and we are without Nate today, as Nate is getting a little sick, and it'd be difficult for him to come on the podcast. He is also leaving tonight for Florida, which is awesome to go and see some family down there. But we have an MLB preview, uh, MLB playoffs preview, actually, that we wanted to share with you guys. And I talked to Nate this morning to get his insights on what he sees as a preview for the playoffs in general as a event, uh, not really related to cards. And then we'll go into, out of each team in the MLB playoffs, which players and which cards we could see go up in price if they have some big performances. Obviously, a lot of this is speculation. Uh, not much of this is predictable as big moments happen uh and we cannot predict them, and they just happen, you know. But here's a couple of players that we think uh, couldn't go up in price after some big performances. But to start uh, over in the AL, we'll start with the Rays and the A's wild card game. Um, that one is set to happen in Tampa Bay, I believe. Uh, not exactly sure on that. So these are Nate's predictions, but I'm pretty much in agreement with what he's got going on here and uh, talk through it with them to see to see what he was thinking. So with the Rays and the A's, we have the the Rays in the wild card game. Uh, main reason that is the starting pitching. Uh, Charlie Morton over Sean Manea. Um, seems like Charlie Morton had a dominant year, and I'd pick him over Manea in a wild card game. And the the A's have a couple injuries with uh, Blake Trina. I know he's not pitching in it, but we see the Rays coming on top in that one, and they've been very hot to end the year. Bouncing over to the ALDS, then after that would be the Twins versus the Yankees. And we have the Yankees in three games. Sorry, Twins fans, but the Twins are getting a little hurt right now. They lost Byron Buxton for the rest of the season. Kepler's banged up right now, and they also lost Luis Arias to injury. So they still have, obviously, a dominant lineup, uh, 1-9, to nine, lots of hitting. Pitching isn't super great. Um, just always seems that the Yankees get the best of the Twins, and uh, we foresee a sweep. Granted, I, me, myself, Aaron, uh, thinks that the Twins could squeak away a win a win out here. I live with a Twins fan. A lot of my friends are Twins fans. So I'd like to see them get a win. And then the Rays versus the Astros after the wild card game. Um, personally, I think that the Astros go on to sweep this one. Nate thinks the Astros in four games. Um, Astros are probably the most dominant team I've seen in a long time. Um, granted, my baseball historicals do not go as far back as Nate as you know younger than him, so I just haven't seen as much. But Astros in four games. He thinks that the Rays have good enough pitching to snag one one uh one win there. They've got Charlie Morton. They've got Blake Snell, uh, Tyler Glass. Now they got good good pitching uh coaching over on the pitching side, and we think that the uh, Astros will come on top of that one. There's too much firepower there. Um, looking at Alex Bregman, George Springer, Carlos Correa, um, all the guys there. Michael Brantley. There's a lot. I'm sure, obviously. Oh, Jordan Alvarez. How could I forget to say that name? Um, too much fire, too many runs, too good of pitching with Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Wade Miley, Zach Greinke, uh, Astros in four games against the Rays. And then we got the Yankees and Astros meeting after that, and we decided on Astros in five, um, give a win to James Paxton over there. Uh, you know, one of their better pitchers right now, Luis Severino came back, but the, I think his name's Domingo Germain. Uh, got suspended for the rest of the season, so they lost out on that pitching. But we got the Yankees and Astros in the ALCS with the Astros moving on in five games. 
And then over on the NL side, uh, briefly before beginning that discussion, I just want to say how great of a season it was as a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Um, from this point on, a lot of this podcast may be tainted by a little bit of bias. So I just know, if you're listening, that we are huge Milwaukee Brewers fans. So we're just going to hype them up a little bit throughout this, uh, as you will find out. But we were very disappointed about how the series in Colorado played out. Ended up getting swept. But I, I did not expect to win the, the third game after we knew that the Cardinals were going to win the division. Then we pulled out all of our starters out to rest them. Um, two brutal losses on Friday and Saturday night. Saturday night specifically had a real chance to pull away and uh, either win the NL Central or tie it and then play a game 163. Didn't happen. But I'm at least happy we are in a wild card game against the Nationals in Washington, D.C., uh, the Nationals have Scherzer going, and then they will follow that up with Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin. Um, however, they do not have much of a bullpen behind them. So if the Brewers can get the best of Strasburg or Corbin, uh, anticipating Scherzer will dominate, uh, hopefully the Brewers can squeak out a win. We both think the Brewers will win. Uh, granted, we are massive Brewers fans, so you guys should expect that. And then uh, Cardinals and Braves are in the NLDS. And we have the Braves in three because uh, we hate the Cardinals. So sorry to St. Louis fans listening here, but and also I should support that with that the Braves act, their Braves pitching is pretty much on par with the Cardinals. Um, however, the Jack Flaherty's been amazing to end the year. Um, but we also think that the Braves' offense is a bit better than the Cardinals, which gives them the edge. We have Braves in three, uh, sweeping the Cardinals in the ALDS, and then that would bring us to the Brewers and the Dodgers playing in the NLDS on the other side, and we have Brewers in four because it goes against all logic. But the Dodgers are supremely talented, but they also fail because of that, because they'll get complacent and they're going to look past us and think that they're going to play against the Astros in the World Series. And we are not very confident, but a little confident in the Brewers winning that series. Um, Tough with all the injuries, but let's just go with the sweep because we can. Um, And then after that, that would be the Brewers and the Braves playing in the NLCS. And I asked Nate, Nate, who do you think is going to win between the Brewers and the Braves? And he said Brewers and four. Uh, another sweep. And for the same exact reason, the Braves will uh, think it's a shoe-in. And then, nope, Brewers rally. Keston here, a couple home runs, a couple walk-offs. Eric Thames, a couple home runs. Ryan Braun uh, to push the Brewers into the World Series. that They couldn't do last year, um, losing Game 7 to the Dodgers. That was very disappointing. And then that brings us to a World Series of the Brewers and the Astros, and uh, we have the Brewers in four again. But also, but for real, I, I really do think the Astros are going to win the World Series. Um, too much too much firepower over there. Just all the hitting, all the pitching. They were actually the first team ever to lead the league in strikeouts as a team as a pitching staff and then also be the lowest amount of strikeouts as a um, lineup which is crazy. Obviously, they're dominant on both sides of the baseball, um, pitching and hitting, and that is definitely going to make them win the World Series, I think. I think uh, this is probably the most confident I've ever been with saying that team's going to win the World Series and the Astros are so good. I Honestly, they, it could be like a Warriors thing where they like win a – like the Warriors won 15 games in a row going to the NBA Finals. I don't think they have to win that many to even win. I think it's 12 for them. Um, but, yeah, I think I could see it happen. So that was a little just playoff preview from our perspective. Uh, obviously a lot of bias going on there between with the Brewers and then saying the Cardinals get, will get swept. Um, if I got to say a legit World Series, I'd say Astros and uh, 
probably the Dodgers. I could see the Braves possibly contending with the Dodgers, but I'd probably say Astros-Dodgers, um, which is a repeat of two years ago. And I see the Astros coming on top, which would be three years in a row that the Dodgers will lose in the World Series. Um, but that's how the cookie crumbles. And then moving on to a little card talk here. So in the AL, for the Rays, we were thinking between Austin Meadows and Brandon Lowe um, for who could see the most increase in their card prices, but we end up going with Austin Meadows um, just because he's pretty much been the the cog in their offense the entire season. I uh, had the best offensive season out of their whole lineup. Also has 2018 update rookies and update chrome uh, in a Rays jersey, which is cool, and actually his cards are insanely cheap. Uh, update PSA 10s go for $15.00. Um, which is pretty much nothing considering that it costs, you know, what is it, $11 to grade if you go through a group submitter. Um, so, you know, you're paying 4 bucks for the card, $11 for the 10 at that point, which is pretty funny. But, yeah, we got Austin Meadows there for the Rays, and we love the Rays' pitching, but let's be real, the pitching cards of the Rays will not go up in price most likely unless Blake Snell has, like, a bunch of strikeouts and wins and stuff and makes him beat the the Astros, which is highly unlikely. It'll probably take a big a big hit from Austin Meadows to win in the wild card or something to have those go up in price. Um, that's not saying that they will go up in price, just forecasting who might be able to. Um, and then in the A's, it's none other than Matt Chapman. Uh, had another great year this year. Right now his update PSA 10s are $20. Bucks. Um, pretty cheap compared to where they were at the beginning slash middle of the season. Could be a good play if they can beat the Rays and contend with the Astros, but I wouldn't bet on the Rays and A's doing much considering they'd have to play the Astros. So I wouldn't gamble for a quick flip between those two teams and their tops update PSA 10 rookies. Um, For the Twins, kind of a difficult scenario here because we'd love to say Max Kepler. However, he's been hurt for the past couple weeks, maybe a month, um, and he's hurt going to the playoffs too. So we can't really say Kepler. Look at Buxton, and Buxton's out for the playoffs too, and Arias is one of the younger players on the team, but he also is hurt, so it's kind of came down to Miguel Sano and Eddie Rosario. Um, of course, you could say Jorge Polanco, other guys in there. And I'm going with Miguel Sano as a default pretty much because he's had a huge OPS this year, draws a ton of walks, hits a lot of home runs. feel like we could get some home run action there in Yankee Stadium. Um, as there, you know, lots of home runs get hit in Yankee Stadium. So Snow could hit a couple home runs in that ALDS, and I think his cards go up in price. Right now, it's twenty dollars. The one of the last couple of sales for a PSA ten rookie was twenty dollars for a Chrome Sapphire Blue rookie, uh, tops Chrome Sapphire, and that seems like a pretty good deal considering that he is uh, back on track with his hitting. Um, hopefully that's what it looked like this season after having a couple of years off and uh, trying to rehab and whatnot. It's nice to see him playing well again. But, you know, the Twins get stopped early by the Yankees, and maybe they just don't get much offensive production, which most likely isn't going to happen because they've hit the most home runs ever this year. Um, I think, you know, 20 bucks on Miguel Sano is a decent gamble. And then over on the Yankees side, this was a difficult one because so many people on our Instagram page are so pro Glaber Torres. Um, they're really into him. I know a lot of people have invested in him. A lot of people always try to, you know, talk him up to us. And quite frankly, Nate and I talk about it a lot. I know last podcast when we were comparing the 2019 to 2018 rookie classes, uh, we were not very uh, onto Glaber Torres as most of his season, uh, his home run tolls came from the Orioles and 
you break down his his WRC pluses and they're just not that not superstar levels like people are talking him up to be. I know that 40 home runs or 39, however many you hit, is a lot. But I got to go with Aaron Judge here. He's healthy. He's going to produce some big moments, I feel. Um, feel like he's going to hit some home runs in the clutch. Uh, and uh, right now it's $50 for a Topps Chrome Refractor rookie PSA 10, uh, which is what it was around at last year in the playoffs too, I believe. And Giancarlo Stanton actually just came back and uh, is playing now. So he could be another one to look out for because people haven't really been thinking about him all season as he's been hurt. So that could be another interesting play. But we're going to put our money on Aaron Judge for the Yankees here over Torres and over Stanton. And then on the Astros side, this one was actually even harder than the Yankees because so badly I want to say Alex Bregman. But so many people are keying in on Alex Bregman right now. I know he's he could have a great and um, a really, really great playoffs win World Series MVP that would obviously make him the choice in my mind um there's also a chance that it's Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander that win MVP if they have absolutely dominant playoff uh performances so we're going with neither of all of those guys uh also passing on Jordan Alvarez because his cards are so expensive but we're going with Kyle Tucker who's played pretty well as of late for the Astros I know he's starting to get talked about more um, finally, he's getting a shot after, you know, that te- that lineup is just so stacked. It's so hard to get players in the lineup. But for $42 for a Heritage Blue Mink autograph, I think that there's a lot of potential there for some big postseason moments. Maybe it's a pinch hit home run. Maybe, you know, he's in the lineup a day and he has three hits or something. I feel like you could see uh, his cards close to double in price if he provides some big moments uh, and if he's rolling through the whole playoffs. I think... Betting on any Astros cards going to the playoffs or holding them through their postseason is a good idea. Even if they just win the World Series, by default, these players are probably going to have some big moments in there because it's on a national stage in the playoffs, and they've done it all season. So if it's just in the playoffs and they keep doing it, uh, it'll help out their card prices. Like Bregman, I think, has a ton of potential still. I thought he did from the start of the season. Could win the regular season MVP this year. However, I think it's going to be Trout still. Um... But yeah, Tucker's our pick for the Astros, but also could go with Bregman or Springer or Alvarez, uh, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. Um, A lot of those guys have potential with the Astros uh, because of the fact they're going to play a lot of games and they're going to make the World Series in my mind. Uh, Moving down to the NL, I will keep the Brewers for the last, uh, best for the last, but we will go with the Nationals here, uh, the first team that will be eliminated from the postseason tomorrow on Tuesday as they play the Brewers. we were actually highly, highly considering not choosing Juan Soto for this, but we did end up going with Soto. We were considering between Rendon, Robles, and uh, what's his name? Oh, Trey Turner. But we end up going with Juan Soto purely by the fact that his cards have fallen down uh, back to $45 for an update PSA 10 base rookie from 2018. They were going for around 70 75 a month ago. Now they're back down to 45 which is... Uh, Plenty cheap for us to say that Juan Soto would be the pick for the Nationals. You know, he's a super consistent player. Uh, two years, but really great seasons. He's only 20 years old right now. It's just kind of a no-brainer to us to say that Juan Soto, if he provides some big moments at 20 years old, uh, shows everyone what he's made of, that that $45 can turn into 80 um, pretty quickly, actually. And then with the Cardinals, um, we said no one. I know that it's... You know, there's some Brewer stuff going on there. However, if you break it down, like, who's going to want to go and buy a Marcelo Zuna card that's in a Marlins uniform for his rookies if he has a big hit? 
or who wants to go buy a Goldschmidt card when he's a first base in a Diamondbacks jersey, or a Harrison Bader card when he had a terrible year, um, or a Paul DeYoung card. Uh, it's funny. But, I mean, it's it's just not that easy with the Cardinals to pick someone for a position player. So we actually said Flaherty. Um, that's if you like a pitcher. If you like to buy pitchers, uh, maybe Flaherty. I think Flaherty's awesome, so I wouldn't mind picking up a card if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, Flaherty probably is the best chance because he's playing like a Cy Young going into the playoffs right now. Would not be surprised if he gets the Cy Young award. Um, I think a lot of people are thinking that DeGrom is going to repeat. If Flaherty had a better first half of the year, he'd definitely win the Cy Young. I know he had the lowest whip um, while also playing pretty poorly in the first half, just you know, not all-star level, which is pretty impressive. Actually, very impressive to end the season leading in whip. Um, but Flaherty would be our choice from the Cardinals. And then for the Dodgers, um, there's a lot of angles you could go with here just because there's so many players that have good rookie cards that could have a big hit um, and then increase their prices. Obviously, there's Bellinger, there's Verdugo, there's Corey Seager, Justin Turner, but I don't really think he has that many cards. Uh, there's Will Smith, guys like that. But we had to follow our heart here. We had to go with Gavin Lux. Uh, I've been talking about him all season. He was my favorite prospect coming into the year alongside Keston Hira. Uh, one place for the Brewers, one is from Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is very close. Or I think it's Waukesha, maybe it's Brookfield or something. But he's very close uh, to where we're from. So we went with Gavin Lux here. It's $100 for a base Bowman Chrome autograph right now. He's got he's uber talented. Uh, end of the year is the number two prospect in the minor league baseball um, report from MLB Pipeline, which is incredible. He I think he was 80 to start the year on Pipeline, moved all the way up to number two. He has had like a 750 OPS so far for the Dodgers, so nothing spectacular, but he's young. He's very talented. Uh, there's a chance that if Corey Seager gets moved in the offseason or it doesn't come back, that Gavin Lux starts at shortstop. He'll start second base if it's not shortstop. Uh, could play a premium position at shortstop. And we just think that um, right now and throughout the whole offseason, Gavin Lux is a great way um, to go and look for a baseball card to buy. Um, also could provide a huge moment in the World Series as the Dodgers have a very good chance to make it there. Um, kind of like with the Astros, it's just law of averages. The more games you play, more chances you have to have a big moment. And, you know, the more your uh, cards go up in price. So that's why we like Gavin Lux there. And then for the Braves, we want to choose Acuna because he's so awesome and so good. However, he's a little banged up going to the playoffs. We don't necessarily know how healthy he is, what's going to come of that. So we went with Ozzy Albies, who's actually been having a very, very, very good season. Um, I pulled some prices here on some cards that we're selling, and this is kind of funny to me because it makes no sense. So two weeks ago, or like a week ago, I think, a base autograph sold for around $75 from Bowman Chrome 2015. And then six days ago, a Blue Refractor Auto sold for $190, um, which makes sense. Blue Refractor is off $150. Great card. However, two days ago, a base autograph sold for $140. So from the span of four days, a blue sold for $190 and a base sold for $140. Whoever bought the blue for $190, if base are actually worth $140, uh, you just like tripled your money uh, right there, or at least doubled it for sure. Uh, so that's awesome for whoever bought that. Uh, and yeah, we have Ozzy Albies there because Freeman's a first base. Um, never seem to pick up the attention um, that maybe he deserves as a great player. Obviously, really, really great player. And then Acuna, if he's hurt going to the playoffs, uh, maybe he misses a game here. Maybe he just struggles to get it going. Um, 
as much as we want to pick him, it's just because of that that we didn't. So we went with Ozzy Albies. Uh, oh, yeah, and then the last one here is the uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Had to go with Keston Hira. He is the best bat in the Brewers lineup as we speak because Christian Yelich is hurt. It's only $55 for a Heritage Blue Ink autograph uh, rookie from this year's Heritage High number, which I think is ridiculously low. Um, should be around an $80 card right now. feel like if he has some huge hits to the wild card game, maybe off of Scherzer, maybe off of Strasburg, maybe off of Corbin, and then into the Dodgers series, if he hits his you know normal 300 with some home runs through the playoffs, those things have to be going up. Um, and we really think that Keston Hira is a good bet through the playoffs and even through the rest of his career um, to see a price increase. He really has a special bat. Obviously, if you've watched any film on him or watched a Brewers game, uh, you'll see that his throwing uh, from second base is really, really bad. He has a terrible arm. Um, he actually has okay range. He can get to the ball as he makes some plays, but some boneheaded plays for sure, and then also just the throwing is pretty terrible. So right now, uh, playing second base, you have the bat in the lineup. I'd imagine if the NL added a DH, he'd slide to DH. However, I'm not really confident on that, so I can't speak to that matter. But uh, there it is, our short and abridged MLB uh, playoff preview. I would have loved to talk uh, on the podcast with Nate about this with you guys. Uh, Probably would have been a little bit longer at that point. Only so much I can contribute. Um, But, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Look out for more podcasts throughout the week. We'll have our NFL Week 4 recap on Wednesday, live stream tomorrow on Instagram. Looking forward to the Brewers game tomorrow against the Nationals. Looking forward to the MLB playoffs, NBA starting up, NFL starting in full swing. So it's a great time to be a sports fan. Uh, One of the best times of the year, actually. College football is awesome right now. Been going to all the Badger games. We're about to have our fourth home game in a row, actually, on this upcoming Saturday against Kent State, then Michigan State after that. So very excited for that. Um, keep up with our Instagram content. That's where we're posting the most. I know some of you guys are coming from Facebook, uh, Twitter, other places, but Instagram is where we uh, can distribute it the best. So if you guys can follow there, that'd be awesome. And thank you all, and we will see you guys next time.